It is Radio Salon where we discuss the big issues of the day with our expert panelists. And let me introduce our panelists. Joining us from La Quant LLC, independent legal researcher, Professor Chung Hwang. Good morning to you, sir. Morning, Henry. Also joining us from Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies, research fellow, Dr. Pong Yong-sik. Dr. Pong, good morning to you. Good morning. Okay, so we all know the results now. It was a resounding, I think uh, we can term it a landslide victory for the opposition in these uh, by-elections. A a lot of different local, small municipality seats up for grabs, but the big ones were the Seoul and Busan mayoral races won by the opposition PPP, People Power Party. So let's start with you, Dr. Bong. A lot of gleeful celebration among uh, conservative media and conservative think tanks. Uh, Give us your assessment of what happened. Well, let them celebrate while they can. (laughs) But the matter of fact on the ground is that this is only one-year term position in Seoul and Busan. So this is a a mandate rendered by the voters in criticizing and punishing the ruling party and the Moon Jae-in government. So you feel it is not a pro-PPP vote, but an anti-Minjudang vote, right? Right. You basically summarized the gist very well. So the... uh, Even I would have been elected. Even you would have been elected. Oh, you say even me, but right. I'm, I'm not a Korean citizen, so I would definitely oh. not. Well, we could have elected. put up a show that, uh, oh, we tried to agree on the single candidate, then <laughs> right? we would yes. have made it more dramatic. Right. So I, I think the point being a ham sandwich would have been elected right now. And the newspapers right would right. have uh, slammed you that, oh, Henry Shin has been hiding his uh, nationality. You know, yes. And I, I would have been the single unified candidate. <laughs> Thank you for generating that uh, um, imaginary scandal for for me. And I I guess you would be the Anchosu in this case, or I would be the Anchosu in this case? You were supposed to be Anchosu. Okay, and then you would be the Osehun. Right, right. Okay. Well, tall, good looking, yes, uh, I guess that. I'm not wearing a white pants. (laughs) Let's talk, let's let's try to talk um, um, seriously about this. Uh, Professor Huang, uh, again, uh, most of the. Pre-election polling seemed to indicate this was, both of you also predicted that this was going to be a pretty wide margin of victory. So kudos to both of you for getting the uh, results right. Although, to be fair, almost everybody also pretty much selected the same thing. Uh, Any surprise or anything of note, you think, in these election results? I guess the surprising thing was how little changed during the six uh, six days. How stable the race was, basically. I mean, you know, it tends to be that you know, even uh, because we have a you know polling blackout, we don't exactly know how you know the, yeah. the people's approval ratings kind of bounce around in those six days. But in this case, you know, basically it was the same. The, the the last polling data we had before the blackout was exact, kind of you know, basically in line with the final margins we saw. So uh, I mean, I, I guess it was kind of apparent in the sense that nothing drastic happened in the last six days. But still, you know, the ruling party was hoping that, you know, their core supporters would kind of t- turn out in you know, droves and somehow, you know, kind of narrow the mar- margin at least. But even that didn't happen. I think that was kind of surprising. If there's one thing that surprised me in this election is a lack of good campaign strategies for the ruling party candidates, Park mm. Yong-sun mm-hmm. and uh, Kim Yong-chul. Um, um, in a hypothetical uh, scenario, then, I imagine um, what if the ruling party agreed not to change the bylaw of the party and uh, did not uh, produce any candidates in this election. Because this is by election. So the term to serve the position is just one year. I know there is a presidential election you know, during that time, but I mean, ruling party uh, did not really make the right decision. Uh, 
Unless you let go of something already in your hand, you cannot grab something bigger with that mm. hand. Mm. And the bigger prize for all the political party is to win the upcoming presidential election. Mm. So I would have let go of these two by-elections, mm. which would only affect the next year. I think your argument and is that you feel... You restore the credibility right. among the voters. Your argument is you think the ruling party would probably be a bit more popular right now if they had stuck to that yes. party constitution. So then the reality is... Then c h o n g i d a n g Justice Party, also did not feel the can because they had their own sexual harassment scandal too, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So what you, you're saying, it basically would be h o g y o n g y o n g against Oh Se-hun. That would have been the two-man race in this You mean election? the master, huh? In so- yeah. Well, I mean, would yeah. that have been it, the scenario? It, it, it's, it speaks a volume that the master, h u is the number three, right? One percent of the entire vote. Well, in that unlikely that, that, scenario. That shows the voters were really angry. I think in that alternative world, the world uh, the, the, if you kind of postulate, then we, could, we can probably say that Ahn Chul-su and Oh Se-hun probably would not have. You know, That's right. They would not have been Tanil-hwa then. Yeah, right. They would have probably fought it out. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess hindsight being 2020, you can, you can say that would have been interesting. And that might have, from the ruling no, no, party no, 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 point no, Henry, of view. I made this point, you know, yeah. prior to the election. No, I, right. Give me credit. Give you credit? Yeah. I, uh, I pose this that, scenario. That, that they, they should not have fielded a candidate? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean a lot was, of people uh, have said were, <laughs> that, that, though. Including me. I said that it's, uh, it was a big mistake, okay. a strategic mistake by the ruling party to I, change the bylaw. I give and you credit for saying that they should not have fielded Thank an election. You. Thank you. I do not believe the ruling party would have done this any other different way. I, I think for them, the That's stakes of the election. That's a lack of strategic flexibility. You have to win the bigger things. Like well, I mean, election. if they had a time machine and kind of yeah. foresaw that they're going they to... Sh- they should have listened to people like me. Well, again, hindsight being 2020, if it wasn't for the LH scandal, which occurred in March, and right before or right around the time that Park Yang-sun won the nomination for the ruling party, it was still a neck-and-neck race. I'm not saying that the ruling party would have won that race, But it would have been a competitive election. Head-to-head, they were even. If it was a three-way race, Park Yong-san would have won uh, uh, right. quite comfortably. So that, you, you mentioned it. There was no time from that LA scandal to erupt and that three- or four-week period to be able to catch up from that ensuing fallout. And it was just really a kind of an uphill climb the entire way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying even despite that principle of not... Um, you know, you know, foregoing the constitution or changing it to field the candidate, they still could have won that race if it was not for certain factors like the LA scandal. And then you would be very angry because you would say you guys didn't stick up to your principle. No, no, I'm not still angry. Won. I'm not angry. That's but, but, their business. But they would have still won the election. I don't get paid by the party at all. Right. Right. I'm just projecting my own personal analytical opinions here <laughs> for the for 30 minutes every Monday morning. Right. So uh, hindsight being 2020, if they did not field the candidates. The, the result would probably be the same that Oh Se-won would still be the mayor and... Well, I mean, <laughs> as I said, in that case, I think Oh Se-won and An Chul-su... Would it would have been neck and neck, you think? And would, uh, we wouldn't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, mean I, I don't think there has been any uh, polling that actually just excluded all the, uh, the ruling yeah. party candidates and just looked at Oh Se-won versus An Chul-su. I think it would have been a fascinating... Uh, and election. it could have been ugly, too, huh? It could have been ugly. And, you know, it could have been, you know, the organizational superiority of... Uh, PPP. Uh, PPP versus yeah. Oh Se-hun's past, you know, past as a you know, sole mayor yeah. and all that stuff. I know it would have been a completely different election. I mean, I can guarantee that. Yeah, it's getting really speculative, but I, I'm, I'm not certain that Oh Se-hun, uh, despite his immense wealth, would have been willing to spend that much money of his own, right, uh, to, to, to field this candidacy, which was sort of the theory why he wanted to eventually get into or take over the, the PPP. That being said, then, Dr. Bong, 
you gave the advice about not feeling the candidate. They didn't take the advice. If you're going to give advice now and they take your advice, what do you think the ruling party should do to remake itself? Move on in the right direction. You know, past is past. Leadership. Right? Looking back, it yeah, does not serve your future interest. So you have to focus on you know, winning the presidential election next year. Then you have to uh, settle the issues related to the scandals like LH in you know, a corruption scandal and uh, a fail to represent the woman's voice against uh, sexual violence upon women, gender equality, job creation, and uh, effective COVID-19 you know, quarantine measures. Um, what about the vaccination? It is still less than 2% of the entire population. So you have to take away from the lessons that will help you move in the right direction because the game is far from over. As I said, that losing two mayoral elections in Seoul and Busan, yes, I know these are two biggest cities in South Korea, but that does not necessarily uh, conclude the presidential election result, right? You still, uh, you, you're still uh, pretty much in this game. So you have to show different attitudes. Yeah, so uh, still a long time away from the presidential election. Yes, you election. have enough still time. A, a it's a long season. Um, if you are diehard Lutze Giants or LG Twins fan, you still believe that you're... Are you a Lutze Giants May? fan? No, not at all. I'm, I'm very sympathetic with them for the past 15 years. Yeah, yeah. you may still hope that your team would make the playoffs. Right. And so I, I, I don't think anybody, maybe some conservative media does already feel that... And they uh, will suffer is, again in th- the ...that fall. this is already going to be a, a done deal for the opposition. For you, Professor Huang, and I know that uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, control, that's been a key priority here. That did not play a factor in this specific race, I believe, because it's just we're all we're in this kind of status quo holding pattern, 300, 400, 500 cases per day. He's talking about the vaccine rollouts. Uh, that's been going a, a little slowly, but uh, it is going. When you think about the ruling party and what they have to do, uh, a lot of dissatisfaction We we talk about how people are angry about real estate and they're dissatisfied and they're showing their anger. But there was also a lot of dissatisfaction among Democratic Party um, voters from the other side saying that we gave you 180 seats. We put you in power in the Blue House and the National Assembly and all these local seats. And you have not done any of the or you have not accomplished enough of the reforms that we have called for. And I think a lot of those guys decided not to go to the polls or stay at home. Yeah, I mean, although I kind of wonder how much you know, extra votes the ruling party could have picked up by going hard after some of the really progressive legislations that you know, for, uh, you know, more progressive supporters are asking for. I mean, I mean, I, I tend to think that those are really uh, you hear a lot about those criticisms, but at the same time, I don't think there aren't that many votes to pick up. Uh, just based on the media coverage, I mean, the past year it seems that the, uh, the, the administration has really focused on the real estate policies. Plus, the, the the prosecutorial reforms, neither which went really smoothly. While you know, as you mentioned, the COVID nineteen response is kind of been in a back burner. It's sort of something that goes on every day. It's kind of important, but hasn't really made. A big of a splash in the sense that you know last year when um, when the ruling party won the landslide the victory the, the the number of you know, cases were about you know extra new cases were about fifty a day mm-hmm. now it's about ten times that so you know things are not kind of out of control but it doesn't really seem like you know it, it is a state where we can you know brag to the rest of the world yay k quarantine I think those days are over so unless they really focus in and you know kind of produce results something like you know what we saw in the beginning of the k quarantine days I mean, I think this administration will find it very difficult to find a car that will, you know, convince enough voters to say, hey, we're on the right track, which they actually did one year ago, but not right now.
Yeah, and again, um, what happens, the snapshot one year from now with the situation, with the pandemic, with, with vaccines, uh, with, let's say, herd immunity and the economy opened up again, that, that could be a very different dynamic uh, from what today is. And uh, largely, a lot of this is external events driven, is, is your point. Uh, at the same time, you know, what if the rest of the world, well, many of the other countries like United States and United Kingdom kind of, kind of reach herd immunity in, say, a few, few months' time? Israel seems to be almost there yeah. right now. While Korea takes extra six, seven, eight months to get there, I think that will impact people's perception sure, quite, sure. quite a lot, too. So let's talk presidential politics. You said we're still, this is still a winnable game for both sides. Talking about the contenders, I think the uh, overarching consensus seems to be the biggest loser in this is Lee nak y o n because he was the party chairman during this period of the downward trend of the ruling party. He also ran this by-election as the campaign chairman, and he is kind of known as the The, the guy who's supposed to be the so-called pro-moon candidate, although that, you know, that could be disputed. Is it basically now Lee Jae-myung's nomination to lose on the ruling party side? And then we'll talk about the opposition side. Right. Um, the downfall of Lee Nak-yong is equated with the rise of other strong candidates for the ruling party, like the Prime Minister Jung s e k y u n and the Governor of Gyeonggi Province, Lee Jae-myung. But we have to wait and see. Uh, those the candidates have their own respective you know, strength and weakness. Do you think there's a dark horse potential? Are you warning? You are you a citizen? Right? Huh? No, I, I, is there? <laughs> yeah, I, I would run if, if okay. I was Korean, right. of course. Right? But, you know, because of this, I, But, I will. I mean, I, I like to add to, this you know, point. It seat. doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter who will be the candidate for the ruling party in the presidential election, unless the ruling party will change itself fundamentally. I mean, I'm concerned about. Although I have no stakes in the ruling party, uh, the candidate uh, Park Young Sun said that. Uh, we cannot stop. Uh, it is not time to cry because uh, the situation is still alive. And uh, let's meet in Gwanghwamun on March 9th, uh, which is the day of the presidential election. And she compared the current situation to that of 2007, when the people gathered in, in Gwanghwamun in candlelight protest to the Lee Myung-bak government's decision to open domestic market to import of U.S. beef. Remember? But I'd like to warn the ruling party members, be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. If you ask something, that it may actually happen to you. The situation on March 9th next year may not be the situation similar to that day in 2007 against the Lee Myung-bak government, but it might be a situation very similar to in March uh, in, in 2017, right before the impeachment of the incumbent president Park Geun-hye. Who knows, a candlelight protest may be aiming at Moon Jae-in government by the, by the next year. Okay, well... <laughs> be careful this, what you ask for. Well, I, I certainly, uh, I guess there are different scenarios here. How do you see the presidential outlook right now, at least from the ruling party side in terms of any candidates? I know there's, there's this kind of thirst for a third candidate, whether it could be Prime Minister Chung Se-kyun, whether it could be former Justice Minister c h u m i e whether it was maybe... Gyeongnam Governor uh, Kim Kyung-soo, but uh, it d- does look like right now that Lee Jae-myung is the prohibitive frontrunner, and unless something changes, um, I-, I know there is an anti-moon faction, but there's also, you know, there's this real, real bad blood between the sides, but exactly. how do you see this shaping I mean, up? Lee Jae-myung is clearly the leader in terms of, you know, the, the public polls, any number of polls you, you see, and then kind of the fall of Lee n a g y o n but at the same time, I mean, I think there's a broad consensus that there's kind of hard cap on how much support he can gather with, within the party. 
within the, uh, within the Minju Party, I mean, it's not a big secret, and lots of core supporters of the Minju Party really, really do not like Lee Jae-myung. So, I mean, h- how does it break through? I mean, one scenario I can see is that you know this go- uh, this administration becomes really even more unpopular. Which means that you know whatever candidate that the ruling party puts out will actually have to put some distance between the current administration, uh, current administration, and the perfect card might be Lee Jae-myung. But even in, even in that scenario, I, I can't really imagine Lee Jae-myung winning the presidential election while the Moon administration is really really unpopular. I mean, yeah. Well, one thing they cannot do, and I think these people who are involved have been part of this, is the 2007 election. One thing they cannot do is follow that Cheong Dong-yong model. A lot of those people who are Lee Jae-myung supporters are those old guard Cheong Dong-yong um, followers who basically basically threw the no, no administration under the bus in some effort to try to curry favor to get the Lee myung And he lost in the biggest landslide that we've seen so far in modern Korean history with the presidential election. So... If there's a blueprint to do this, it's going to have to be to try to build bridges with the, the so-called pro-moon and the not pro-moon And you have side. to ask yourself, you know, kind of knowing the public personality of Lee Jae-myung, is Lee Jae-myung the right person to do that? He's been making the noises, though, of, re- of conciliatory and, and all that. And so we'll have to see. And it's, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. But one thing that they probably will not ha- they cannot do is, again, follow that Cheong Dong-yong right. model. Uh, opposition, Yoon Seok-yeol, An Chol-su, Hong Jun-pyo, all out of the party. Kim Jong-un is now no longer the temporary chairman, so maybe they can you know, facilitate this. But they don't really have an internal PPP guy strong enough to, let's say, say he's going to be the charismatic leader of the party going forward, do you think? Right, but uh, not having a strong internal candidate may actually work for the PPP because they can claim that they have neutral and more attractive, more reliable third candidate outside the party. Because what people want expressed in these elections is reform, new kind of politics, not usual politics. So having somebody who is not really tainted with the daily aspects of a partisan struggles or feuds may be more attractive in the eyes of the voters. But you're assuming that those guys want to be, like Yoon Seok-yeol wants to be in the PPP. That's not been made but clear yet, I do yet, not right? know. Yeah. I, we have not had a lunch yeah. You haven't met no, with no, your friend not yet. yet, not yet. But he's what? not my friend. <laughs> he's, he's somebody who... And he's, the, I mean, conversely, now President Moon Jae-in has become liability, not asset to presidential candidates from the ruling party. Right? I mean, the Yonsei University and Korea University has an annual sports event, right? Goyeonjeon or Yonggojeon. And I remember that during the Lee Myung-bak government, the Korea University cheerleader team proudly... Uh, show the slogan, we have Yuna Kim, we have Yuna Kim. And the Yonsei cheering squad squashed the Korean University squad team with their own slogan. You know what it was? Mm-hmm. Yes, you have Yuna Kim, but we do not have MB. Mm. So not having liability actually works. Right, right. Uh, the, the public opinion polls are fluid, so I, I don't think we can necessarily just r- like kind of ring the death knell yet j- j- that this is inevitable, that the, the ratings are going to follow the same trajectory as it, it did with Park Geun-hye or, or MB, short of what's going on, again, with these external situations with COVID-19. But just your thoughts on the opposition side, a lot of celebratory moods, a lot of feeling of euphoria. But again, again at the same time, they do not have necessarily a, a base of support that is anti-ruling party driven rather than kind of passion for their own cause yet and how, how they're going to facilitate that is going to be interesting. 
Right. I mean, they still don't have, you know, is a fairly minority party within the National Assembly. I mean, the situation is still the same in the sense that, you know, there's very little responsibility being placed on the opposition party. What they can hope for is that, you know, the the current administration will flounder as it has for the past year. Then, you know, if the the next year kind of progresses just like the last year, then they'll have excellent chance of taking uh, taking the blue house just based on the fact that people will be kind of sick, sick of the current administration. Yeah, so I'm curious about what you see here on the conservative side, because you do still have an extreme right-wing contingent, right? With the, 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 the Taeguki crowds, the pro-Hakone crowds. They don't feel like they're, I don't, it feels like they're not being represented right now. You think it's just automatic, they're all just going to coalesce into this big tent that includes An Chosu, Yoon Seok-yeol on the, on the center, and then all the, the Taeguki guys on the right who's still angry about what happened to Hakone? But they're not going to vote for any, any candidate from the ruling party. Sure. Right? Sure, but will they want a third candidate, or do you think they'll just stay home, or do you think they'll just support a, a, whoever the l- 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 feels? Let me let me repeat. They're not going to vote for anybody representing the ruling party. So that's a part of the election equation. I'd like to point this out, the, uh, you know, the changing composition of the voting groups by age. Uh, voters in their 20s and 30s would occupy about 35% of the entire you know, voting block. And uh, uh, voters 50 or older would be about uh, 44.4%. And the voters in 40, the strongest uh, supporting group for the ruling party or progressive you know, uh, group in the politics would be about 44, I'm sorry, 20.6%. But the trend is, demographic change is, voters in the 60s, are still already the biggest voting block, and they're growing. But the voters in their 40s are shrinking in size. So, I mean, both parties have to seriously and correctly calculate the new demographic aspects of the election politics when they're preparing for the presidential election next year. Final thoughts, 20 seconds, Professor Huang? Well, I hope for the ruling party's sake that they, you know, they still control the Blue House, they still control the National Assembly, so they do have the power if they can focus on really, you know, addressing issues that people, that really appeal to people, I think they can turn it around, but presently, I see very little sense yeah. of that. So, mm-hmm. years ago, I'm sure we'll talk about this in much more detail, and uh, Dr. Bong will regale us with his uh, tango stories as well, uh, off-air. Both of you, thank you for joining us, Professor Huang, Dr. Bong. We're going to have to say goodbye. Life Abroad with Na Seung-yeon is coming up next. We'll see you again tomorrow at 7 a.m. Please enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.